Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One for the weekend this. The podcast that you need to listen to. One for the podcast that you need to listen to. One for the Sandra, my girl, my one, my only, how are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you put me through to the board. I, I don't know specific names. You put me through. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. I speak so... Mwah, love you. Hello. <laughs> Hello, the board. Oh, God. All right, Antonio. It's a not working, is it? <laughs> it absolutely ain't working. It's a not working. What's going on? They don't like to try. <laughs> They're struggling with the training. Right. We're struggling, okay? It's difficult. Yeah, I mean, there's some terrible results, haven't we? We have some terrible results. Bournemouth, then Watford. It's, it's embarrassing. I, I, I know. I, I, I tried. We win the league last year, you know? It's difficult. Mamma mia, see? Yeah, what, 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 what do you, I mean, surely you should maybe be thinking about resigning? Is that something you could... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Let me put you on hold, okay? All right. Sandra, it's me again. I forget my agent's name. Can you call him for me? What was that? <laughs> Thanks, Sandra. Why, why, no, I couldn't even wait too much. Okay, yeah, put me through. Okay, so if I go... Is that you? Yeah, it's agent. Agent now. Talking to agent. Okay. If I, so if I go, if they sack me, how much do I get? You put me on... No, don't put me on. Oh, this will go on forever. 27 million pounds! And if I resign? Nothing. Okay, thank you. Thank, thank, thank. Oh, grazie, 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 fine. Oh, no, it's me again. So... I want to fight. I want to fight. I, I really... But if you need to suck me, I totally understand. So, that, look, the result's no good. No good. So, maybe suck, suck me. You know, I take the money. Hold on. Walk. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just, just give me two seconds. How much would it cost if we, we have to sack Antonio? 27 million. Hold on. Hi, uh, Antonio. It's not working, is it? You suck. What? Uh, I want to fight. I want to fight, but no, it's not working. What? You suck at me. It's okay. I think you're it, right. I think you should fight. I think. I mean, fight for it. I mean, we can... 
fight for it, I guess. So, so, uh, so I, you know, so I just, I carry on, I guess. Y- yeah, I guess, just carry on. Okay. We believe in you. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> that was fucking long. <laughs> Welcome to the Love of the Weekend, the podcast that gets you ready for the weekend's football action. Generally with a phone call at the start, some top-notch acting there. Antonio Conte going through the ringer at the moment, but we won't just be talking about that. Of course, we'll be talking about the North London derby. Mm. Flav has been uh, gearing up for that this week, just sort of general meditation, bit of prayer and general optimism for mm. the big game this weekend. So we'll discuss that and we'll talk about Antonio Conte in a bit more um, Detail, what the hell is going on there? We've got your favourites as well. Soldiers lost in battle. Those were the days. We're also going to talk about Leicester City versus Man City and what's going on with Mares and some stat nuggets for you as well. Persisting with that, are we? We're sticking with that. People like it. Yeah. How did Rory get on last week? I wasn't. I was ill. I he did all right. I thought, yeah, yeah, no, he did. He called uh, David Beckham a moron, which I thought wasn't <laughs> going to get the love that it did. A lot of people are like, no, he is a moron. <laughs> so, <laughs> and even uh, Rory after he's like, I think I went too far with a moron <laughs> comment. But um, I, like, I, I love Rory. Whenever he's, he's, he's when he's recording or making content, he's definitive. He is generally in life. He's, if he's, he is. Just, he, he makes his statements, even if they're outlandish, and he doubles down on them, even if he knows deep down. You can see it in his eyes flicker sometimes. Uh, maybe I'm wrong here, um, but you know, you got it's entertaining to listen to. He's fantastic. Yeah, and he was great last week, and yeah, he stepped in and did very well. But it's, it's good to have you back. Good to have Flames back. Um, yeah, any Flames questions, put them in the comments and we can advise you next week if you're gearing up for the weekend. You've got to do a little laugh when you say Flames, otherwise people think it's, it's a joke. It's, I mean, I've copyrighted it. All right. It's there, you know. So don't try that either. Trademarked. Don't waste your time, because the money that we're making, you're not having any of it. Spanish media outlet Sport claim yep. that Conte uh, could pocket £26.7 million in compensation if Chelsea decide a managerial change is required. 26.7 because he signed a new deal in the summer after everything was rosy and mm. great. Um, obviously, lost the last two games back to back by three goals, but um, not not the first major uh, sort of warning sign for Chelsea this season. You know, they've had some bad results. You know, Burnley very early on. Um, you still know. above you though. Yeah, no, it's not to say that their, their season's fallen apart. They're in the Champions League. They're in, in the Champions League places. But the problem is, isn't that. It's, it's, is it the signs of something, the, be- the beginnings of things that are going wrong? Yeah. And, and it's better, if it is, to react quickly um, than wait around and see what happens. The, fact, the problem is... is that well, you, we, it, we've always in, disagreed on that, <laughs> haven't we, generally? Uh, but the pro- problem is, is it's a gamble, because you don't know, really. Two bad results. And bear, bear in mind, you know, the vast majority of that game against Watford, Chelsea were down to ten men, did actually play work better when they went down to ten men. They're kind of starting to force the game, and there's a bit of urgency about them. But if you look back at what Chelsea have done this season, uh, look at the players they've signed and, and targets they've had in January, there are alarm bells there. So yeah, is the what's I've said it in the office quickly to Rory. What's what's the reason for the slump? And he went, he just puffed his cheeks out. He was kind of trying to figure out what what it was. Um, we sort of chatted about it for a second, but we talk about it now, obviously, because it's a podcast. Um, you think it's player recruitment? I think that's a part of it. Uh, I think there's a lot of things wrong. I think. The, the intensity in which uh, Conte is famous. He's, he's famous for his kind of crushingly intense personality, which is all well and good at the beginning when, when everyone's like, oh, man, this is amazing. You know, we're going to fight for this guy. Look how passionate he is about us. How, look how, how important it is for us, for him to, to see us do well and for Chelsea to do well. But 
it can be exhausting. And I think what's happened, and you can only guess in these situations because we don't know the inner workings of the football club, is that the minute things don't quite go, start to go right, that intense personality turns into becoming something quite um, overbearing. So I think that's an issue. Um, I think player recruitment, I think they've, they've made horrendous signings, really. I mean, but at the start of the season, even sort of... They managed to find the worst, worst player at Monaco. Uh, in, in, in a team full of stars and they've bought the so world. is that it for, is that Bakayoko's career like you're officially crap for the rest of I, your career I think at Chelsea is, it's done yeah I, I can't see a, I mean he could come back don't we I mean, it's, of course he could mm. under a new manager new guidance it's just that he doesn't seem to have it he doesn't seem to have the quality in order to succeed at the top of the Premier League I think it's as much as it's quality it's you know it's a mentality thing he kind of he came in didn't start that well and it, you've seen, I bet most football fans have seen it. Let's let's know that player who just totally had a game, or and and often that game. It's not just one game on its own. It kind of you lead towards it, and they sort of just totally crumble under the pressure. Mm. You saw that with Bakayoko. I mean, the 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 chance that was said. Him saying, you know, we'll you're, see your fucking shit. Yeah, you're, as he walked off, yeah. I mean, that's that for me is so dumb. It's not going to help. It's not going to There's no, no chance but, that helps. But football fans do react badly to when things are going badly. It's just, they always have. I think it's a, a myth, a bit of a myth that, um, you know, fans are more fickle now. They're not. It's just that the platforms are there for them to voice their their dis- dissatisfaction. You know, the, the, that, that's, that chant's been sung for, for many years. It's just that not everyone had camera phones and not everybody was opportunistic. Maybe, yeah, you're right. They're probably more high-profile. The problem is a part of our media. We're a part of the problem. You know, you've got someone who's filming that inside the stand and knowing full well, this is, I'm going to post it. Counterproductive. I'm going well, to post it. But yeah, not caring anyway and still happy to post it. Yeah, because also for some people, it's, uh, it's a case of, you know, increasing followers and views more so than it is about the health of your football club. Mm. Uh, I think that's a, that's a, a wide issue. Um, going back to Chelsea for a second... You look at what they did. The spine of their team, which won them the league last year, is completely changed. Brand new recruitment in every area. So you've got Morata up front. He's a good player, but so far had a miserable time. Uh, you've got Bakayoko in midfield, and then you've got Rudiger at the back. Um, if you replace Luis uh, and Christensen, well, but he hasn't played badly, whereas Rudiger hasn't been yeah. great. Um, you've got David Luiz, uh, who's gone as well. Uh, well, he's in and around, he's but, been, he's at, yeah, he's yeah. but, but last got season you've got Louise, you've got... Um, uh, fuck, who am I missing in midfield? Matic. Matic, exactly. And then up front, Diego Costa. Those three are a much... A, a better spine. They know the club and, and they know uh, English football and are more effective. Mm. And essentially you've bought and more three... more effective in that way that Conte plays as well. Yeah. That's a good point to make. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no surprise that he's... That Conte's scraping around this season for a target man, when in Costa they had a player that could do both things, you know, yeah. number nine, play play off the or defender and hold up play. I would say that and maybe this is devil's advocate, but I think the bottom line is they've been playing two games a week since November, and 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 two important games each time. You know, the semi-finals in the League Cup as well, and I think that just takes its toll. The problem they've got is it's. It's a depth of quality that can get the job done. I think that's what they that's what they had last year. They didn't need the same depth, sorry, because they weren't playing as many games. Yeah. But when you've got someone like Morato, he's played it. He's at Juventus and Real Madrid, and he was banging in the goals at the start. Mm. I think there's again there's 
there's a mental side of it that he's he's struggled with because I think he bottom line is he's tired or he has been tired and that's why he's, that's why he has struggled and there's been no other options. Whereas last year Diego Costa played a game on Sunday, gave absolutely everything, mm. waited a week. Then played another game, and that is, that's such a Absolutely. huge part of it. Yeah, he's complaining about squad, but he sold the players, or, or, or Chelsea sold the players. Yeah, you know, true. And I guess, know, well, that, that's... why sell Matic to, to Man United, who's been fantastic for them? Why, why, why ostracise Louise? Why ostracise Diego Costa? If Mourinho could work with him, then 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 surely Conte. And you know, I think it goes back to his problem, mm. his ego, his inability to to. to you know, we spoke with Mina Rizuki, uh, who who's, uh, you know, knows, she's a Juve fan, she reports on European football, she has a BBC podcast, and, you know, we, she, we're, we're producing a documentary about Conte and, and how it's fallen apart for him. It's coming out on the Bullshit Channel soon. Um, his inability, or his, his need for players to work under his system and his complete dismissal of players that won't, you know, bend to his will mm. is detrimental to him but it's also part of what's made him successful as well you know at Italy he played I can't remember the guy's name uh, up forward he played for a very lowly Italian side because he worked under Conte's philosophy so there's merits to that but there's also fallbacks Giamachi or something Gian... oh, oh Gian... I, his name I, can't, I can't pronounce it um, anyway um, yeah I think you're right I think there's a, he wants that total commitment and he got it and often you get that from players at the uh, right at the start of your tenure because right you're the guy who's going to make the, the decisions and so right let's there's just a new freshness to it and I mm. think you're right there's there's an aspect there that I'm intrigued to see if he can one if he wants to stick around but two if he does want to stick around how does he heal those wounds that he naturally kind of seems to to create by being by wanting that total commitment from his entire playing squad I think. Um, I think he has the quality in order to ensure that they finish in the top four. You know, they're not the sixth best, the sixth worst, you know, first 11 or squad. Um, but I think the kind of damage has already been done. I think the relationships, I think, all of this is I think, right? Is yeah. relationships are suffering and breaking down somewhat. Yeah, at the end of the season, Hazard will be, uh, you know, hankering for a move to Real Madrid because he's kind of reaching the age where he's going to sign that big contract. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot needs changing at Chelsea, and I think it starts with the problem, and that's Antonio Conte. Mm. There seems to be a strong feeling that he will be, he will go in the summer if he doesn't, if he, if he makes it that far. Yeah. Um, next few games are huge for them. Uh, Hull City, uh, sorry, West Brom on Monday, then Hull City in the cup. Um, two games which they should be winning. That should be an opportunity to get a bit more confidence, obviously. And then Barcelona, uh, Man United, Man City, three huge games, and I think. By the end of that group of five games, you'll you'll know if he's not taking full points from Hull and West Brom, and then doesn't have a good period out of those three other games. Or I guess it's four games, isn't it? With the return leg with Barcelona, then that's when you might make the call uh, and uh, get rid of him. But if it, if it's correct in that there's 26 million, is it? I mean, is it worth doing something like that when it seems like they've ha- struggled? in terms of funds for player recruitment. If, if they were to do it, here are some of the options. Yeah. Uh, Gus Hiddink. <laughs> of course. <coughs> yeah. The new Alan Kerbishley when it comes well, to... The, look, it's so, it's so important. It was an option. Yeah, it's, it's so important to get someone in you trust and know we'll be able to do the job. And while it's laughable that he'll come in for a third time as an interim manager, he hasn't managed since, since take, taken over from Conte. Um, you know from that Rino, he's... Sorry. A, sorry, from Reno, yeah. He's, you know he's a steady hand. 
he he can work with Abramovich. There's no skeletons in the closet mm. with that, and, and it's, it'll be a logical replacement for Conte at this stage of the season in terms of getting into that top four. Yeah, it doesn't inspire much. Yeah, and uh, I wonder if does Hiddink want it or need that yes. kind of I don't think it's any kind of pressure like it was last time there was no need for that um, but I, I don't see you might as well stick with Conte to the end of the season yeah. and then bring in uh, Hiddink but yeah again we're talking about the summer maybe um, Allegri from Juventus um, I wonder if Mina has anything to say about uh, Allegri uh, she's a fan yeah yeah she rates him highly and she's you know, a fan in the, the two Champions League finals without winning it uh, they've had five in total, Juve. Five Champions League finals and lost every single time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard, hard to know. I, I, I can't admit to following Italian football very closely, but you can see the parallels between Conte joining uh, Chelsea. Four-year cycle of a manager, you'd think Allegri might be open to a move. Uh, it's all conjecture. As, as a terms of quality coach, you could mm. definitely, you know, why not go after him? Seems like a, an excellent um, opportunity for him and for Chelsea. Yeah, and I, I think you saw that with the intensity that Conte shows as a manager, you've seen it work once with Juventus. He obviously replaced him there. Uh, Italian um, Sport Daily, Correa Dello Sports, they've said that they've agreed the deal in principle already for really? the which that will kill Conte, won't it? That will hurt. I don't, well, his ego is so significant that he would. He can't force them to sack him and he's not going to walk away from the money but I don't know how he can stick around I wouldn't knowing be, that he's been completely undermined I wouldn't be surprised if if I was Conte I would really want to know is it Allegri like anyone else but him mm. because that does paint such a huge picture in your career of the on the negative side of it that he came in at Juventus and did I guess the other side of the coin is, he, you know, Allegri could come in and it could not work, and that might yeah. wash away a bit of it. Because I think I've, I've certainly um, heard different people say that uh, Allegri's got real um, a great reputation uh, in Italy and at Juventus, whereas Conte kind of hasn't. No, and I think that horrendous. hurts Conte. That, I mean, lot. he's not well loved mm. by Juventus at all. He he um, he was vocal at the time in managing uh, the club to. to uh, he would continue to bring up the, the, the time when Juve lost their, um, had their title taken away from them under Capello. Um, he would constantly say stuff that would disrupt, disrupt this image of, of, uh, of Juve. They have this um, what's it called? Uh, Juve Stelio or something like that. It's just, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it's a way the club want to present themselves in spite of all the, the hatred and, and kind of venom that's aimed at them because they're successful. They have a way of answering their critics on the pitch, and when Conte was in charge, went in the face of that and, and went for you know duck, went for two guns. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think what's interesting as well is that Conte has that Italian job waiting for him uh, at the end of the season. That will feel like a step backwards, I would imagine, for him. I think he might feel like he's got unfinished business there. He he'd done very well with them. They weren't fancy to do anything, uh, and he'd done well in the last international tournament. Uh, I think that's the perfect job for him. It means he doesn't have to do anything with Chelsea. He can sit there and do whatever he needs to. Yeah. I think what will happen is if it all goes tits up and continues to go poorly, there'll be some sort of mutual agreement where he gets a payout, but perhaps not the full length of his contract. If it was me, I would. If I was going to, I wouldn't want that selling job right now. You know, they haven't made the World Cup, so you want. It, there's always going to be every time that Italy job is available from now for the next 15 years, Conte will be linked to it. 
just like Terry Venables was with England. Where you go like, yeah, it's these 85 guys, come on. Um, but it, it will always be there for him, I think. So he should only want to take that job when, once the squad's strong enough. I just think that it's, they're at such a low that he can't lose. And he's only going to... His reputation, if he gets him into the next tournament and then does well, will be I mean, sealed in Italy. And as you say, his reputation's in terms of club football, it's in tatters. So um, that's not to say he won't get a job. He will either in Milan, AC Milan, whoever. There's yeah. massive opportunities for him there. But I think the Italian job is where he's going to go back to. Uh, the final two that have been linked with, Luis Enrique is the, the bookie's favourite. I think most people know about uh, him, what he's done, and also the fact that he's on that one-year sabbatical. So again, that will be in the, in the summer. And Diego Simeone, who's the one, I think that's a really strong fit. How, how, how secure is he? He's, he's, he seems to be in love with Atletico Madrid. He's had... Oh, you know, there's people after his signature. He's done amazing work. Um, you know, they had that kind of purple season where they they, they um, you know, won the league, and uh, you know there was you know nearly won the Champions League as well. Yeah. But it it kind of seems he seems attached to the football club. He signed a new deal in September, didn't he? So a two year deal. So yeah. I think there would be money to. They would cost uh, to to bring him in, but and I guess maybe you're going for a kind of like for like replacement in terms of. Does the he want to come to England? I don't know. Maybe not. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Luis Enrique is massive gamble, in my opinion. I agree. I, I don't. I don't see what that 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 you know with, with an amazing Barcelona team, one that's probably better than the one that is now. He's done. He did next to. He, he was, he did a treble. It, it, well, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But no, 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 sorry, yeah. sorry. I was thinking about the the, the way he left the club and and the kind of shambles that that, that they yeah. became at that time. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he has the acumen to, to 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 take that job on. It's not an easy job, and it's unforgiving. Yeah, I think you've got to be obsessed uh, in the Premier League. Right, trivia time. Uh, last week we asked you this: Who holds the record for the most Premier League goals scored in a season by a relegated club? Um, a couple of people said Charlie Austin, not a football club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I know what you're you trying to get at. But he did score a lot of goals for Quiz Rangers. Yeah. Uh, 18, I think it was. Anyway, the answer was Blackpool, who scored 55 goals when they were relegated in the season 2010-11, managed, of course, by... Ian Holloway. The late, great Ian Holloway. Still you just let it go. I'm just saying, he did a job for them with a ridiculously poor squad. Good result last week. Cracking result for Brent, the boys. Brentford got pumped again. Well, yeah, Brentford are on, on the rails, really. It's sad to see the club looking yeah. like that. I think Dean Smith's got to go, in Dean's, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not working. No, it isn't. Uh, I think the whole setup's not working, really. Yeah, it's isn't a mess, it? Isn't the it? player recruitment, <laughs> selling, selling their best players constantly. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird nothing football club. It's they just they, they personify existentialism. Desolate. They, they just say. exist for the sake of existing because there's a place in the league for them. <laughs> but other than that, they might as well not exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just so you know, Adam, the producer is a, uh, is a, is a big time Brentford fan. Yeah, and if you do go, well, I want to go to Griffin Park, and you, you're wondering what, what does it sound like? It sounds a bit like this. Okay, um, <laughs> Bulgarian Guna, uh, well done, you got it right. Uh, Plum Juice, who also listens to Great Touch, a big fan. Uh, thank you, mate. Um, he's got it right as well. K Shaka got it right as well. As did quite a few, too many people got it right. Sean, Sean 12, Abu Waziri, Darren Holiday, and John Hewitt, you all got it right. Well done. Hmm. This week, here is a trivia question I've gone. This is tough. This is a tricky one. Uh, but do not Google it. Please do not Google it. And let us know your guesses in the comments below. Here's a question. Which seven Portuguese players 
have won Premier League medals? Mm. I've looked at the answers. You've but, looked at the answers. But like, this is, well, much on that. T- t- uh, this is really tough. There's a couple of obvious ones as well. And it's four you should be getting. Uh, the other three are, are tricky. I don't even know who that is. Um, forget the second bit of the name, and you probably will. Anyway, that's, oh, right, right, that's right. not good for people listening. No. <laughs> right, seven Portuguese people have done it. Who are they? Let us know in the comments below. If you get it right, you'll get a shout-out next week, which is fabulous, isn't it? This podcast is brought to you by Fan League. Uh, It's a predictor app. Uh, 13 English football games that you need to get the right result on. You can get involved in the one for the weekend league. Um, A lot of new people last week, which was nice to see. Um, I think we worked a bit better by, again, me saying to you guys, if if it's not working for you in terms of the initial... Download the app, link is in the description, then add me as a friend and then I can add you to the league. Then tweet me personally and I'll sort it out. I'll search for you. At James Alcott, Um 11K for the player of the week if you can get 13 out of 13. And you can play for just 20p, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, so come and get involved. In terms of the one for the weekend league, it was good. You know, we had a good week. Uh, game week winner was... Here's a name. Here's two names for you. One difficult, one hard. See if you can guess which one. Kwahi Buna Nakuba. He got 11 out of 13. Which I did quite well, didn't I? Yeah. And Sam Jordan <laughs> also got 11 out of 13. Well done, guys. Thank you for taking part in the one for the weekend. Mug roll call. Well, before that, you, but to get 11, just so you know, because the thing with it is 13 out of 13 is quite difficult. That's why well there's an 11K prize. But you still win money for 11 or 12, correct? That is true. Very, very true. And there's also a 50K season prize pot. So keep playing. And if your average is high enough, then 50K. Anyway, yeah. that's not bad, is it? Um, mug roll call. Uh, Marcus Yanama. Three out of thirteen. <laughs> um, mug. Hey, I mean, this is the guy. Who, he, he is family. And he wants. To, he want. To, he will want to be treated like everyone. Else. And he wants to do better. He does. Yeah, and he he's in our league, and he's bringing it down. He's here, bringing it down. Marcus. Ryan Williams. Can we boot him out of the league? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Right. Ryan Williams. Five out of thirteen. Is that mug? Because no, I got I mean, five out of thirteen as well. We're scraping the mug barrel this week. We've done well. Everyone's done quite well. Mug. And Ben Holcroft. These are just the bottom three who played this week. Yeah. More importantly, what's annoying is we've gone down six places to two hundred twenty second in the league of leagues. Yeah. An average that's gone down to six point nine. <laughs> when we've all the players have done well. Reason is, if you've downloaded the app and you're not playing, you're killing us. Yeah, you right? are. You're affecting our average. Yeah, just get in there and play. And actually, if you rec- if you if you recruit people, you get a credit. You can pay for free. That's true. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so please get involved. Uh, get involved in the one for the weekend league. We want to go up. We want to get the average up. And there's money to to be won for you guys. So uh, do that. It's that time. Adam, get the camera on me. You have some great ideas, but this isn't one of them. Stat nuggets. Here we go. Vardy hoping to score. So anyway, let me explain it. <laughs> Stat nuggets. If you're out there in the, uh, you know, it's it's difficult out there. You're in the pub. Game comes on. You're like, oh, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what to say. Yeah. You need a stat nugget in your back pocket. If you're new to football, this is useful to this you. This is good for you. But yeah. probably most of the people that listen that, that listen to this like like football. I would imagine. Not hope so. Um, so yeah, Maybe these are some stat nuggets that you need probably for the Flames. Yeah. Um, Here's some stat nuggets for you to use, utilise over the weekend. Vardy, Jamie Vardy that is, is hoping to score for the fourth straight Premier League game for the first time since that epic 11-game run. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a five, isn't it? It was. And it's, you know what, he's actually been, he's been playing very well this season. And it takes something to kind of, you see footballs, they reach their peak and then there'll be this kind of 
do you have the mental aptitude in order to, to rebuild after a season like that? And he, he clearly does. Yeah, he does, totally. And uh, we're going to talk about um, Leicester Man City in a bit. Stick around to the end of the podcast. I'm going to ask Flav, who are his five England strikers that he would take to the World Cup? Five? We well, generally take five or four. Well, if you're Sven, you can take four. Yeah. Um, here's another stat nugget for you. Man City have scored more than three goals in nine league and European games this season, including an eye-catching rouse of Crystal Palace, Liverpool and Watford. <laughs> More than three goals on nine occasions. That's insane. Uh, more Man City stats coming up later in the podcast. Crystal Palace. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was laughing at him there, but he just got windy pops. You all right? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Let's carry on. Crystal Palace have won more Premier League away matches versus Everton, who they're playing this weekend, than they have against any other club. Good right. one, that, isn't it, Flav? You like that one? Yeah. Four. Carry Four. on. Stoke have won seven of their last nine home Premier League matches against newly promoted sides. But I've already lost one such match this season. Great stat. Glenn Murray has scored in five of his last seven matches in all competitions. I really don't like Glenn Murray. Right, so this is it. <laughs> I was about to say, Glenn Murray just smacks that play just like... Why is that You hate him. <laughs> Thank you, Adam what, what, Why? Why? What, what, why, why I'll tell you, you why. There's, and there's players down through the years I, I've hated for the exact same reason I hate Glenn Murray. They include Bruce Dyer. Remember him? No. Jeff Horsfield. Yes. Grant Holt, Glenn Murray. You're just talking about like a, a one-dimensional fo- English, one dimensional, English they, forwards. And they're, they're, they've got the gamesmanship down. Yeah. And Glenn Murray's infuriating <laughs> to watch. <laughs> because all he does is win... He has no, no... He's a good finisher, OK? But all he really does is win fouls. And it's infuriating to watch. And he's just... Adam's just nodding. He just does my head in. He just does my head in. He keeps... Like he spends all game trying to wind up the fans. Yeah. Just win niggly, niggly fouls it doesn't deserve. Pissing people off. <laughs> laughing at the crowd like he's getting abused. Yeah. Um, he's, anni- he's, he's annoying. Just, just a quick like a memory that Jeff, the name Jeff Horsfield brought back for me. I, I went to watch Spurs play Fulham in a pub and he absolutely destroyed us by running in one direction and just... Sort of bold bulldozering his way through. Yeah. Scored a brace and we lost three 0 It was disgusting. It was a horrible night. Yeah, I just yeah, sorry, not a fan. That just came out. Go on. Um he has scored in four consecutive games in a row in December. I don't forget that, that's boring. Right. Alfie Mawson has started the last fifty Premier League matches in a row, the longest current run of any player in the competition. This is this fifty games. Ex ex uh, ex Brentford. Ex Brentford. Um yeah, he wasn't happy with the money that they were willing to offer. Another so he one. Went, and I don't need this. I don't, I don't really want to be here anyway. You're tiny. <laughs> Look at this place. Yeah. It's, wind, it's windy on the pitch mm. because the stands are so small. Yeah. He's come into training and I'm he's sick of being <laughs> able to tell. <laughs> I know the names of every supporter that's come through the yeah. turnstile. Yeah. He's, he's just there. He's just, he's, every morning he's just going like that. Yeah. And, and the gaffer come in and go, what's wrong, Alfie? Went, I'm just claustrophobic. This place is tiny. This is a goldfish bowl. <laughs> Terrible. Get me out of here. <laughs> And final stat nugget for you this week. After taking a maximum of nine points from their opening three away league matches this season, Watford have picked up just a further five from their last 30 available on mm. the road. So mm. they're crap away from home. Although they did beat Chelsea. Yes, they did. Here it comes, Flav. You ready? What? Look, let me tell quick, quick, what? All right, no, before doing that, quick, quick, uh, <laughs> quick nod to Carvajal, Swansea. Mate, tearing it up. Mate. He is the, he is the business, that geezer. Didn't we say this about Clement a year ago? Yeah. <laughs> He'll be gone. He, He'll definitely be gone in a year. It's just saying. Both these sentences are true. Unbelievable manager. He's done so well. He's really turned it around. 
he'll be gone by November. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, he has done phenomenally well, and I expect them to beat Burnley this weekend. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Well, put them down as a banker. Wow. In my uh, in my picks this week. Right, here we go. Yes. North London Derby week Yay. again. It comes around so Your quickly. Favorite week. Yeah, it's um, horrible. Do you have the same feeling that I'm feeling, as you can imagine, when when you when you when you go up against Brentford? You must. I mean, <laughs> last five games, you must. I tell you what, I do. I, it's that's that's the good thing about, and, and I bet all clubs of all fans have had that, where they kind of rivalries like develop. Now I like, know Brentford are rivals with QPR. No, like I get it. Both sort of from West London, definitely from West London, yeah. and close-ish. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It's only when it really starts to kind of matter in terms of that on the pitch. On the pitch, totally. But they're better than you. Currently, yes, they are. <laughs> but they are better. Than um, I don't think there's certainly not the same trepidation that you seem to feel during the week. Uh, and we're yeah, that you, that you feel yeah, it's the week. just rank. But if it was sorrow. the the other side, which is probably something that you felt as well, but not for a while is when we were in the Premier League and we had Chelsea at the weekend who I know Chelsea fans don't care about QPR but we aren't great fans of Chelsea that the fear and trepidation of that that derby what was horrific about it it was just the 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 opportunity to get totally <laughs> walloped, <laughs> which we did. We I think we, it was five or six nil. We lost once. Away you, from have you ever had horrible. that? When it's horrible, but it's not quite as bad as you thought it would be. You kind of some, it's something in your brain switches, and you kind of develop a stoical attitude where you like. Do you know what? Well, that is, I mean, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it hurts though. It does hurt. Um, but yeah, so this is how big a game is this? In, in terms of the uh, forget the rivalry say, for yeah. a second. In terms of the league standings, will it really? You've had a really tough run of games: Man United, Liverpool, and yeah. now this one. You've done, you know, four points so far. I think we've dominated any, against Man United. Any and, more than four um, points? Probably out deserved of, to win against Liverpool. So yeah, yeah, I think. Well, I'm sure people disagree with you, but anyway. Out of those three games, I was thinking you 
any more than four points, you'd totally have taken, right? Well, the three. Out of that group, group of three games. Nah, I would have taken five points. I wouldn't have taken a loss against any of them. Okay. Although Liverpool away was a tough game. But in terms of it possibly being a disaster, the fact is that if you're, you know, middle of the road is, if you win one, lose one, yeah. draw one. Yeah, but the problem is it depends who you lose against. We, we couldn't lose against any of them because it's so tight. To lose ground, it's, like, three points to any one of those has a major impact on whether or not you can qualify for the Champions League. Now it's very tight because of the Tottenham's results. Um, the draw against Liverpool was perfect for Arsenal because it enabled them to get, gain points on us. Um, perfect for Man United, really, because I think, um, you know, it's out of everyone, Spurs are probably the form team. Liverpool was about. Even they've struggled in the last month. So, you know, it's it's important for all of them to Spurs to drop points, and it was really important for us not to to get tonked in those three games or lose them. So uh, going into this Arsenal game, the final of those three, it's um, it's really important because they're what are they two points, three points behind us now? Can't quite. Yeah, and uh, you know, a win for them changes the mood at our football club. Uh, A win for us kind of keeps them where they are it doesn't make much difference they still have to hold a high of Ozil signing a new contract and Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan coming so, yeah, in they're four points off you four points right so you know seven points if we win is a lot yeah um, and it continues the momentum that Tottenham have built over the last uh, oh since Christmas really um, how how important are these stats? Harry Kane scored six goals in six Premier League matches against Arsenal, uh, only failing to score in the last game uh, against Arsenal. Mm. Is it should there be anything read into that? Uh, in not really because he scores against most teams, but it, he, the, he he's always up for North London derby. He's all he, you know he works hard tirelessly in most games, but he like doubly loves this game because as he said in the article that he had published in the Players Tribune this week, Arsenal let him go when he was eight. And his dad broke the news to him, and he's like, every time he played them, he was like, he hit the phrase in his head, "We'll see who was wrong, and see who was right." Uh, and he still to this day, that's the moniker that goes goes through his head, and he doesn't have to do that when he plays. Oh, that gets you next. Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's class. He doesn't. He doesn't have to do that when he plays Liverpool because he never let go by Liverpool. So um, you know, you know, the best striker in Europe is going into that game doubly motivated. So that's that could explain why he has such yeah. a rich fame for. And, yes, and having watched him a few times this season, he totally has gone to a different level this year. Because he's all round played. Yeah. That's where he looks bigger. Yeah. He looks just... Yeah. He's just got such a presence now, which I think he was kind of... Well, he's a man. I don't man. know, maybe you just you see that as he becomes, you know, the stats build up and you just see that, he, you know, how great a footballer he is. Um, when you... On the week of a derby as well, you also start to think about... There's certain things that kind of feed into what could be the outcome of this game that's going to you know, affect your mood for the next couple of days after that. A few things... Have, so one is Arsenal, the new signings. Mkhitaryan, um, he assisted three goals in 120 minutes of Premier League action for Arsenal so far. Same tally as Sanchez did in 1,507 yeah, minutes. The, that's the problem with statistics, is there's, there's, you know, Sanchez had a foot out the door, he weren't interested. Bottom line is he started well, Mkhitaryan. Aubameyang, um, and bottom line, the game against Everton, as bad as Everton were, Arsenal were, yeah. you know, there were, there Ever- were multiple Ever- threats. Everton were the worst football club, the worst football team that come to Spurs this season. I'm not saying taking any, you've got to be any Premier League team, 5-1 is, is good, mm. but um, this will be a tougher night for, for everyone. But if you played them... So, yeah, the, my point was is that with, you know when, as you go into that week, if you played, if that week was off the back of the the Bournemouth defeat or the you know the Swansea defeat, and there weren't these yeah. these aspects of it, that would have played a part. Massive. Yeah. Um, 
the other side of it is <laughs> a weird one. Will this play any part, this whole Daily Alley thing? Because he's a key player for you. And he's yeah. gone through this... He's got to be the most hated footballer in, in England, didn't he? Do you think? At the moment, by other clubs, yeah. I, I think, I might have said this in the office, but I can totally see, I can see it on the horizon. He's this World Cup's scapegoat. Yeah. He, he's the Sterling. Yeah, He's absolutely. the, like, he's the guy. It's spare off. for you. Yeah, 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 and it is. And, and, and because his style of play isn't that pretty to watch, he does amazing things, don't get me wrong, but he isn't, his effectiveness isn't immediately obvious because on the ball he kind of slows the ball play down a little bit. Um, he has moments of brilliance where he nutmegs players and, and kind of, but it's, it's his running and work rate off the ball, which is what makes him so effective. Mm. Um, his ability to arrive late, attack the box, in, 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 that causes panic in the defence, those sort of things aren't really high up on the list of uh, think, yeah. Terry from Paxton on Sea. The diving aspect is, in the oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. not helpful. Oh, no, the, the diving aspect, the snarling, the, the back, the back bite, the, the sorry, back chatting, the, the, the spitefulness, the kicking out, all of it is, uh, he's, I mean, if he didn't play for Spurs, I'd hate his guts. Yeah, uh, and all of that in a week of a North London derby, like, the, the, you're lucky it's at home, because he would have got crucified, really. Yeah, yeah. I think what the one thing, and I probably shouldn't say this because karma, but he's found a position where he can wind up the other people without it getting to him, so he's not getting sent off, he's not retaliating physically where mm. he was before he's he has this in the same way Balotelli did this kind of smirk once he's done something he walks away from the sea he drops a grenade and walks away from it kind yeah of thing, yeah yeah which is great it's great when it's your guy isn't it yeah it's infuriating but, it's the other oh yeah yeah. yeah 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 absolutely like massively infuriating <laughs> he he does dive he does simulate he does but um, it's it's uh, at the end of the season if we've won an FA Cup or we get far in the Champions League no one's going to care about his diving. I'm not going to care about his diving. I'm gonna, I, every aspect of what happens on that pitch contributes to future success. Some of it's distasteful, but uh, you know, I'm sick of Spurs having just being this soft club. You know, it, it isn't like that anymore. It hasn't been no. like that for five or six years. You look at title-winning teams; all of them got spite and nastiness in it. Roy, uh, Roy Keane, Vieira, um, you know, Balotelli. You know, all these all these players have elements of them that are distasteful and perhaps not in keeping with the game but I don't give a shit about that if I was Daily Alley I'd be very nervous of some form of banner banner poster something being held there that's not going to be what he wants to oh you're talking about the uh, the sex tape yeah I I hope that isn't seen or or put up but I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal fans did that I mean, does, I, he could, if you're Deli Ali, you could do without that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my point. He could have done without it coming out. Um, I mean, we're not even sure it's him. Um, so obviously, as a Spurs fan, I'm kind of interested in, in what's happening to our players and if there's things outside of football that could contribute to our club being suffering in some way. Obviously, you want to take an interest in that. So um, there's <laughs> this thing called deep fake, right? Uh, and it's often used in adult material but also it's it's used in a way <laughs> it's used in a way where um there's a program or, or, or a software that you that you can superimpose someone's face on a very grainy looking video that so it looks like them it, it, like there's facial expressions it moves around as well it, it sort of maps and i'm not saying that isn't Delhi ali but i'm saying that the fact that it was an eight second clip it was fact, what, sorry? an eight second clip oh. the fact that it was it's clearly shot in the last three or four years 
which means that this weird sort of grainy VHS-looking videotape doesn't keep in with modern-day iPhones at all. Um, that said, you know, who knows whether it's real or not. Uh, it's going to be a distraction to him. And um, there will be some chance, I'd imagine. Yeah, and he turns needs to be switched I mean, on yeah. calm. He needs to, they need to... He needs to be really calm in this game because I think there's like they're sending off in, in the offing. Yeah, big time. Uh, also, I just want to talk about quickly. We've done a, a documentary, as we said earlier. Um, Flood's been working on it. Yeah. Um, talking about the rivalry. Yeah. Um, just quickly, I don't know what's well, it about. A, and what can, um, what have you kind of seen so from? So we spoke to Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV. We spoke to Hugh Wizzy. Uh, spoke to a friend of mine uh, who does the Fighting Cop podcast, and also I was interviewed for it. And it's about how the rivalry. Well, it's essentially asking the question: Has there been a power shift in North London? And if so, how has that in fact impacted the rivalry between the clubs? So for a long time, um, Arsenal fans, rightly so, were very dismissive of Spurs' of achievements on the pitch. Um, forever in our shadows since Australian's day uh, and obviously last season Spurs finished above them for the first time in 25 years 25, 6 years and we're just uh, asking the question has that changed the mindset in some of the fans when approaching this game um, and the hatred between the two clubs uh, it was interesting some interesting um, and what do they see for the future of it as well exactly yeah, uh, yeah it is there's, there's some really interesting uh, comments from yeah as I say Robbie Hugh Izzy um, yeah. a few other boys as that'll well. be on the on this channel uh, tomorrow actually Friday on the Bull Street channel sorry not Long Bull Street oh sorry sorry yeah Bull Street no, channel yeah. Uh, so yeah if you don't subscribe to Bull Street channel then uh, head over there and subscribe to that um, because yeah it's going to be it's lots more documentaries and lots yeah exactly up. absolutely uh, exciting times for Bull Street mm. uh, those were the days oh, alright hang on score prediction go on oh duff. Three one, three one two Spurs. Two Spurs. Uh, let us know your predictions for the game. Who's going to score? When? How? And with which foot? Um, <laughs> those are the days. Here we go. This one is brought to you. If you've got so, those are the days is where we talk about things that tiny things in football that we that we miss. Yeah. Um, if you've got any of those, then let us know in the comments below. Owen Reed, thank you very much, mate, for uh, getting in touch. Only three subscribers Owen's got, so head over to <laughs> Owen Reed and subscribe to him. Uh, so this is those were the days. I'm not sure if we're going to like this one or not, Flav. Let me know your thoughts. Those are the days. Circular yellow cards. Uh, <laughs> red cards. What on earth have you got to say about that? <laughs> um, I, nothing. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't kind of remember them. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Are they still that. writing down now? I used to think. I, I used to remember thinking, where where do they keep it? Like, it was there, wasn't it? I guess most of the time. The and they used to have a notepad, bit. didn't they? For yeah. Referees. But now do they just write directly into onto the card? Yeah. Because you know where people get. I think so. Or. I think people used to get really... I used to get really confused. I, sorry, people would get angry at um, a ref who'd given someone, like, three bookings. I remember thinking, I mean, that would happen all the time if I was a referee. Because yeah. I wouldn't kind of... What was the, what's the process for, like, making sure you don't make any kind of little mistakes? And stuff well, I like make that. a note. This guy has been booked once. Yeah. There's also... Uh, those are those with referees, I would say, that... First of all, black kits, black referee kits, which kind of... Then changed in like ninety four, ninety five. They went green, didn't yeah, they? Green for a bit. It was like a horrible green. Yeah. And um, now all the referees look—they all look stacked because I think they've got like battery packs yeah, on yeah, there yeah. or something. Well, they, yeah, they need the kind of receivers, don't they? From the yeah, the bar. Yeah. Uh, he also said uh, pitches surrounded by glass, grass. <laughs> Sorry, glass. <laughs> that would be us. Rather than artificial turf, and um, that's not of those were the days because that still that still exists, isn't it? Still a few of those knocking about. Old Trafford, I think, still got it, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's obviously towards the end of the season with the the line being run. Here we um, go. It's a better one. Bizarre goalkeeper kits. 
mid-90s. George Campos, of course. Yeah, he's probably the most... He used to design his own. Did he? Yeah, he designed his own kit. He did. <laughs> Looked like it. Yeah, he did. Horrendous, wasn't he? Uh, David Seaman, I think, is one of the big ones. 1996. Oh, yeah, like the colour so A bit like our branding on there. Yeah, true. <laughs> and, yeah, let us know you're the worst goalkeeper kits. A link in the uh, comments would be nice as well. And, finally, nice and random, Mark Paduka. <laughs> was David Mark, Fatty Mark Paduka. Was, what uh, a piggy. Yeah, Everyone well, was a piggy, it's Mark, isn't it? a piggy footballer. Uh, but, actually, really effective. I love an amazing um, evening of football at Highbury when uh, Leeds were near the bottom of the table. Um, one Blue three, kit, and a 3-2. Yeah. Uh, yeah, amazing. Did he that... scored a brace. He did, and that kept Leeds up, didn't it? That's right. I think he also scored. I think he scored four against Liverpool at home once. That that Leeds side and sort of around the millennium um, was quality. Yeah, I mean they spent a lot of money, overspent. Um, followed the dream, Peter Risdale, who's actually kind of a figure of ridicule, actually. But I think he's just a, a chairman. Actually, genuinely loved his club and wanted them to to, to succeed and win that Champions League. They got the way to the, the semi final. And went out, but they overspent massively, drastically, giving huge contacts to sounds familiar. Very <laughs> average players, uh, and as you've seen them fall down the leagues, but um, still huge football club leagues. Just got a new manager as well. The uh, Italian yeah. owners changed it. Paul Heckingbottom, yeah. manager of Barnsley, signed a deal uh, the other week. Mm. Yeah, like, <laughs> see you later. Still, yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's those are the days. If you've got any, let us know in the comments below. We'll read them out next week. The tiny things in football that you missed. It um, can be from a year ago, it can be from many years ago. Uh, it's that time again. Flav, you didn't get to introduce it last week because you weren't here. Yeah, how did Roy do? I don't think he did it. I All think right. I might have done it. All right. Um, uh, yeah, Soldier, can you? Yeah, Soldiers Lost in Battle, the uh, time of the One for the Weekend podcast where you get to tell us uh, a time when you missed out on a great <laughs> football game uh, because some other idiot has influenced your life in a negative way. Totally. Right, here we go. Wrong one. <laughs> Lovely. Sorry. Production values. Thanks. You might okay. want to not cover them. Okay. Here we go. So I'll just have some bow. Angus Doughty. 2014 World Cup. I was travelling around Southeast Asia on a typical post-A-level culture wank fest <laughs> before going to university to do an equally as wanky BA in English and Theatre Studies. <laughs> the first game of the World Cup was scheduled to be shown on a big screen at 5.30am at the pool bar of our hostel in Vietnam. So like all good Englishmen abroad, we got absolutely steaming, wrapped ourselves in a St George's flag and settled down to start our World Cup adventure. By kickoff, however, we were gone. The alcohol had us now, and I spent the whole game with my back turned to the big screen whilst I passionately explained to the group behind me that Spurs would bounce back from a poor season and that with the right guidance, Paulinho could be the, ne- <laughs> could be the next Vieira. I missed so much. Sterling's ghost goal from 50 yards and my mate lobbing a sun lounger in the pool in rage, all because I wasn't willing to accept that Paulinho was dog shit. Very good. Wordsmith that guy, very good. Uh, LP. Yeah, just LP. Uh, 14th of February, 2016. I set my alarm for 4am. I live in Australia, but always watch every Spurs game. At the time, Spurs were still in the hunt for the title and faced a huge challenge away at Man City. I was very excited and nervous. My alarm went off and I sprung out of bed and put my jersey on. The game was exciting and frantic with chances at both ends. That is when my girlfriend appeared in the doorway of the lounge room. 
I was sure that the volume was low enough not to disturb her, but that wasn't the issue. My alarm had woke her up. She couldn't get back to sleep. It was my fault. <laughs> I tried to dismiss her and she left crying. She then knew that she could do the most damage by sitting next to me on the couch and complaining slash crying. <laughs> it was at that point that Harry Kane scored a penalty. I was doing my best to maintain my attention on what was becoming a season-defining performance from Spurs while my beautiful girlfriend tried to upset me. We ended up having a big fight. Hang on, I need to go again. Sounds every time, isn't it? Ericsson would score a brilliant winner. And I enjoyed the feeling of legitimately thinking we could win the title. <laughs> but the exuberance had been only a fraction of what could have been if my girlfriend could have just gone back to sleep and left me be. I couldn't fully enjoy one of the best moments of a great season for Spurs. And final Soldiers Lock and Battle this cry? week. I don't understand why she was crying. It's going to sleep, yeah. Or, or just one the crying. <laughs> crying, I can't sleep. <laughs> Yeah, because of you and the football. Yeah, oh, mate. Seems a bit dramatic. Maybe. In the bin. <laughs> in the bin. Final one, David Ramirez. Soldiers lost in battle. It was May 21st, 2017. A massive day as a gooner as it was the final day of the 2016-17 season and our hopes of making the Champions League were slim. But I still had hope that somehow we can make it to our beloved fourth place spot with a little bit of help from Middlesbrough. However, this game was on the day of my girlfriend's birthday and we had reservations for this place in New York City to go have lunch there. I watched until the fifth minute. <laughs> I like the fact that he's focusing down on the fit. He still wants to watch some. That's when we had to go out as it was a long drive to get there resulting in me missing the game but you best believe I was glued to my phone the entire <laughs> car ride. That's illegal. I was ecstatic as three minutes after I left the house, Bellerin opened the score. And then one other was added by Alexis Sanchez in the first half, and Borough still had Liverpool held at nil-nil near half-time, but then Liverpool scored right at half-time. I was still hopeful I thought Borough could come back and at the very least tie the game. They ended up losing 3-0, and Arsenal beat Everton 3-1. I was in tears. I was in disbelief. I was bawling my eyes out to my girlfriend. <laughs> the number of texts I got saying Europa League didn't help. My girlfriend then told me, can you pull yourself together? We're almost there. <laughs> Being the emotional, deluded gooner I am, I replied with, fuck off, Arsenal was my first love, ruining the whole car ride as a result of all of this. The end. Oh, I mean, it's all a bit pathetic, really, isn't it? Well, hang on. Crying because you got in the Europa League? All right. Difficult. Like I mean... There's difficult. difficult. What, so when was the last time you cried at football? When was the last time I cried at football? Because if, he, if, he, if he's crying about being in Europa League, you must have been floods of tears every day. <laughs> you imagine looking at your club. That's a good point. Club. That's a good point. David. That's what you're laughing for, Rad. You, you, should, I mean, you should be... You're on the out. We're all right. See you on the way past. How'd you get in your last game? See ya! <laughs> lost your last game, didn't he? Only because your last game. We beat Barnsley 1-0. Great goal from Josh Gowan against his former club. David Ramirez. Yeah, maybe maybe try and pull it together. Yeah, but good story not. all the same. Thank you very much to everyone for your soldiers lost in battle stories. Love reading them out. Yeah. It's good to pick them apart. Um, been the girlfriend, I think, is the main 
message from the second story. Second one, I don't know, bin. Uh, like maybe some other, other other issues. Red flag. Yeah, there <laughs> are red, red flags. Yeah, yeah, like crying and complaining as you try and watch the game. Ultimately, <laughs> oh, that. go to sleep. But I got go to bed. Yeah, or just get away. <laughs> uh, she, you, ultimately, she's crying and and uh, because uh, based on all the information we have, that's all we can go on, right? So she's she's crying her eyes out because uh, you woke her up because she was watching football a team you support and love and she if she knows you would like you know she knows that you like football so her choice was to spend to try and ruin that that's the issue here that is the issue and ultimately use your brain and logic it's the middle of the night go back to bed it's going to affect your day yeah but not getting enough sleep Final thing we're going to talk about this week, Man City versus Leicester. But more importantly, I want to talk about Vardy. Um, who we said earlier in the, the podcast uh, that he's yeah he's flying again. Yeah. He's having a really good, strong season for, for Leicester City. Mm. Obviously, Leicester, so, but no one really had a good season last year. Also, Leicester, really, you've got to be so frustrated as a City fan. You kind of get in a real run of form. Those two players, Vardy and Mahrez, starting to kick into gear again. I think Harry Maguire's a really exciting player for them. Really good signing that they've made. <coughs> yeah. And then Morris just goes off the radar. <coughs> That's outrageous that he's just gone. Why well, didn't get the move? Why didn't get the move I wanted? So I'm not coming in. Mm. Fucking get in! Paying you stupid amounts of money. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I agree with you. I'd be like, less for City fans. I'd be like, That's it. Because you'll go. He's going sooner or later. People talking about like his legacy and stuff like that. Legacy. Wash your hands. Yeah. That's like, uh, last. I mean, last week I said, look, we will let his career. Yeah. And now he's gone on strike. It goes hand in hand. Have a word. But yeah, no. they, they were still willing... Doesn't go hand in hand. But the party line of Leicester's game was still willing to forgive him, still willing to forgive him. I get it, but th- that can't be true. No, it's like going back to a uh, missus who cont- perpetually and continually cheats on you. <laughs> Isn't it? I, I, I'll forgive her, forgive her because she's beautiful, or I forgive her because I always have done. Yeah. No, there's a moment where you put a line in the sand and you say, I'm not having this anymore. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be disrespected like this anymore. I'm moving on. Mares not interested in what you have to say. You're not getting paid. You're going on strike. Mm. That's that. Yeah, maybe you are a ten, but your personality is average. Yeah. So, so you may be, you may be very, very pretty. But back to Jamie Vardy. He's doing very well for Leicester City. Scoring less goals. pretty, less pretty, but quite effective. But very effective. Yeah, which I think is, God, the analogy really does work for yeah, both. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking for an effective woman or man in your life. Yeah. Um, moving forward to. I think I mean this game itself. I've got stats here, but it's more on um, Man City, who are just an utter joke. Uh, one Man City stat is um, the goals. So, what is it? They've got. I forget that one. The goals have been uh, shared about for for Man City. Twelve players uh, have found the net in the league, and six in the Champions League. Four of them, four of their players are in the top twenty goal scorers. I think the, the, the thing. The thing is, is that. Everybody is hypercritical about their season because they're comparing to what Man City are doing. When actually Liverpool having a good season, Spurs having a good season, Arsenal actually doing all right in terms of points amassed and you know still in the Europa League, which is important. Uh, Next season, are you hoping Man City drop or that you get closer? It's a joke. It's a joke at the moment. It's literally you spend. Pep Guardiola's come in and spent half a billion pounds. Still complaining that he wants more, um, and they're winning. They're winning the league at a canter. They're not even trying. They're just—it's easy for them. That isn't healthy. That's mm. not what we want. It's great for Man City fans, and they don't give a shit about what we feel or what our other fans are feeling and the integrity of the competition. But it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, I said it as I said at the start of the podcast. Uh, 
who is Vardy should Vardy be on the plane to yeah. the World Cup and if so is if he's part of your five who are your five should we work on it together yeah let's work not? on it together uh, Harry Kane Harry Kane I, I would put Harry Kane in as well yeah, yeah of course Harry Kane Jamie Vardy Jamie Vardy Rashford still on the plane for Theo three. Walcott Theo what <laughs> if Theo Walcott scores 12 goals between now and the end of the season should he be on the plane Probably, yes, in form based. As I said lots and lots of times before, it's not, it isn't about form. It's not about picking form players. It's about having a manager in Southgate, and I don't know if he is capable of this, but he has to be because he is the coach. It's about him having a plan and understanding what players he can pick and whether or not they can apply that plan. I get that sometimes you have players that are so good that you have to fit them in, but that's not a bad situation to have. But what I want it to see is he knows his squad, he knows what they can do, and apply that plan going into the World Cup. Um, so no, if Walker scores twelve games, it shouldn't be going. Okay. Um, so who are the uh, who are the other two? Do you still go oh, for recognised strikers? Because knocking about people include um, you got Sturridge, not obviously not in great form. Defoe, barely playing. Um, yeah. Others, you know, Rooney retired. So there's not a huge Welbeck barely playing. So there's not a huge amount of options. And a lot of them are uh, you can't bank and you can't plan on them being fit. Exactly. Um, can you go with three? <laughs> can we win the World Cup with three strikers? Probably. I think ultimately we're probably going to play I mean, like, Rashford not, on sorry, one side. Sorry. We probably can't win the World Cup with three, three players, I should say. Probably but I don't think our, our best option... And, and the thing is that it's not the same as when you needed a nine and a ten playing together. You need forward players. So Rashford, yes, but you've got other forward players... <laughs> <laughs> Solanke the on you know, out and out strikers uh, uh, you know, Sterling would, call, would be classed as a forward now, I you know, guess so what I'm saying is that you need three those time attacking sort of forward players rather than a number nine type yeah player. I agree so I if agree. you take Vardy and, and Kane that deals with your number nine and then you need to you need that attacking we haven't got a great squad Tammy Abraham is another option. That's what uh, that's what I found interesting. Well. Initially, you go, does Vardy get in? You go, yeah, definitely, because he's scoring goals and playing. Mm. Then after that, whereas 2016, I remember us doing a squad uh, builder saying who should be in the squad. And we had some, the one shining light for us was like, we had some really yeah. quality strikers who were like, Vardy flying. was on fire. In- Vardy's on fire, Kane's on fire, Sturridge is on fire, Rashford was on the, on the scene. Um, the, the thing is, Rashford, Rashford hasn't been playing up top. So it's. When you say forwards, you know, midfield, there's midfielder players that are going to be contributing to goals and assists in that more so than, you know, when you say, think of midfield, historically you think of uh, like Gerard Lampard, but now it's about who can fit in that, behind, that three behind the one if that's what we're going to play. I'll tell you this though, we're going to win it. We're going to win the whole thing, it's going to be great. Hold it first. Uh, no, I just don't, I don't care. I, I don't, obviously, no one, we're not going to win it, but I, I, I just want to just. Sure, I just want to get past the group stage so we can just have another night out. Like, let's just get one more. Cause it'd be so good just to, like, you, you think, oh, look, let's get through because we should do this all again once more. Yeah, that's it. And that's I, all. And I, I want a bad, bad. I would like a knockout phase win. That would be nice. That would be great. And where the groups are, we've got a chance. When, when, when was the last time we won a game in the knockouts? I think it was Ecuador, 2006. Wow. Yes. That's terrible. Not great. Not great, no. Let's just get past Sad Iceland. Effect. That would have been great. The, the thing about the Iceland result, <laughs> that, that Iceland result, was that we were quite. I was quite relaxed, and I was like, "This isn't going to be a problem. We're going to get into the quarterfinals." And uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as you saw. And even when it's good, you were like, "Yeah, fine." Well, no, come on now, come on now. Let's, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's, yeah, you've been funny. 
Scored the goal now. Yeah. Just never came to be. Never came. Um, so there you have it. That is one for the weekend for another week. And let us know who your five forwards are that you would take on the plane for England. Let us know your thoughts on the North London derby. Who's going to win it? Who's going to score the winning goal? Um, and what else are we talk about? Antonio Conte. Let us know your thoughts on who should replace him if he does go at some point. More soldiers lost in battle. And more soldiers lost in battle, please. Can we make it more horrific? More horrific, please. And a few of those were the days as well. And get your trivia answers in. Loads of reasons to comment. Absolutely no reason not to comment. Hit like as well. Unless they're busy. Unless you're busy. busy. Yeah. Might be busy. Or you're washing with your hands. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, fan League. That's going to go. Um, check out the One for the Weekend League by downloading the app. The app is in the description. Subscribe to Long Ball Street. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening or watching. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.